0: Enjoy the convenience of 7 days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Bart Reed's player profile and scouting report is brought to you by The Hoop Five Basketball Academy. Hello Mr. Bart Reed.
1: Hello gentlemen,
2: how are we? Well, After... happier today than yesterday, right? Got a good Absolutely. win.
1: Yeah.
0: Halfway through three. the SEC regular season schedule. That was game nine last night.
1: Yeah, big big win for the Arkansas Razorbacks, especially beating a quality team like Buzz Williams and Texas A&M Aggies. That's a really great team, and the Arkansas Razorbacks played extremely well.
2: About holding A and M to thirty four percent shooting, and and you think A and M is regarded as one of the one or top one or two defensive teams in the league, and Arkansas shot fifty percent against them. That's that's an encouraging sign, isn't it?
1: It is absolutely. I I thought we looked. I thought the Razorbacks looked great in a number of aspects. I think a lot of it is. I'm I'm a fan of the bigger lineup when you put the Mitchell Twins out there, and then you've got Debo and Counts. I, I like that lineup. I think it's a really good lineup for especially when you're playing more physical teams, like especially in the SEC, get a couple more offensive rebounds, more shot opportunities, and what they're doing is running a lot of high ball screens again, kind of back to the start of the year. We went away from that because Nick Smith got hurt, but now we're seeing more of it. Like a horn set, a double screen for council to get open. I think It's a a good offensive strategy from Coach Musselman.
0: Mark, when you're talking about the bigger lineup, last night it was – Jordan Walsh, who ended up being uh, the player who was not in the starting lineup that we've seen as of late. I got to tell you, after seeing now Jordan off the bench the last couple of games, I'm beginning to think that may be his better role right now, coming off, letting, seeing what's going on, seeing the pace of the action, seeing how physical it may be. But I think for his role right now, he played, what, 28 minutes last night? It was a solid 28 minutes. I think he only ended up with three fouls Bless, bless his heart. But I'm beginning to believe Mark his best role right now, Jordan Walsh may be coming off the
1: bench. Now Randy, I agree. So did he have 13 points? Walsh
2: well, uh, he had yeah, 12.7 12 uh, 12 rebounds. Yeah.
1: Okay, 12.7 rebounds. So I I agree cause, guys, we talked about it at the start of the year now I know he he's gotten better offensively. It seemed like he was just over-trying and pushing a little bit offensively, almost forcing some things and passing up on easy shots to take a contested shot. So I agree, Randy, gives him a chance to see the game, gives him a chance to settle down. And if he's putting up those type of numbers off the bench, it probably is a more comfortable role for him. But certainly he seems like a guy that's a team guy first. So I would say whatever it is to help the team, I know he's, uh, he's in for it.
2: He might have had the biggest basket of the game last night. A&M had chopped a 14-point lead to four. Arkansas missed a shot, but Walsh rebounded it and put it back in, and and then Arkansas was never threatened after that. So that, that was a really big basket he got on the offensive glass.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And listen, this is timely shot. This is something that I think the Razorbacks do extremely well. Even though they don't hit a ton of threes, some of the threes last night were extremely timely. They've hit them all throughout the season and, like, that rebound putback. If this team can get timely buckets and play defense like they played last night, every time a shot, it seemed like we had all four or five people in the lane contesting and, re- and rebounding, that's a recipe to win a bunch of games, especially down the stretch, and get a higher seed in the NCAA
2: tournament. You know, they, it's interesting that going into the game, you're hearing that, boy, Texas AM's and interior defense is fabulous. They're going to let you shoot threes. They're not so good out there. Interior defense is fabulous. Arkansas shot 58% in, from two-point range last night, 58% against a really Incredible. good defensive team. That that's, That is outstanding.
1: It's encouraging, Rick. I don't know. which I thought it's probably the best performance that I've seen from the year and I'm putting everything together all around, from turnovers to... Uh, Oh, no, 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 no,
2: no, no, no. Stop, stop. It wasn't the best performance in turnovers. Well, well, but I'm saying, when you
1: factor it all in together, I'm saying, when you factor, because we've had games because I'm relaxation, uh, heady plays, timely baskets, defense, shot blocking, rebounds, turnovers, free throws, I think combined, it looked like this is
2: A final four type basketball team. Yeah, everything but the turnovers. You're right, and you get a big game. You get, you get it, and and I have to say this, Bart, and I I said it up front, and I wouldn't apologize for it. We've been, I've been watching them since before you were born. This may be the most careless passing team I've ever seen. they they make turnovers. They're unforced. They just they just practically hand the ball to the other team, and some of them turn out being dunks on the other end just careless passes and if they'd not made careless passes last night they'd have won that game by 25 points
1: yeah yes i think that's the young factor would you not agree it's just you.
2: could could be and and also and as good a guard as black is they don't have a guy that really is a point point guard i mean a guy that you yeah. know is is not going to turn the ball over who with 30 seconds to go in the game, you give him the ball, and he is not going to turn it over. There's really nobody on the team like that, so that's why it's hard to fault them. But some of their sure, passes sure. are still pretty careless.
1: And, guys, i think this real quick. I I, I like I, – it reminds me of J, J.D. Note a little bit last year. Now, Note was a true point guard. Yeah. But when Council gets hot like he did, when yeah. he's been hot for several games in a row – Giving him the ball at the top and letting him take it, I I really like that strategy from Coach Musselman. I think that's a big thing that he's picked up on that we'll continue to see down the stretch of the season.
2: I agree. And he's not a bad three-point shooter, but last night, one out of seven. So, again, you you take the the inside three-point range, and he's five out of nine. That's 56%. You give it to him every time inside the arc.
1: That's right. And when you get Devo going four for eight, yeah, that'll help you out too.
2: Well, he's he's the one guy right now on the entire team that all of a sudden the work on the three point shot is paying off. Uh, because you know, yeah. five or six games ago, you cringed every time he took one, but now you feel pretty good every time he takes one.
1: Absolutely, he's turning himself into Rick Randy, a legitimate NBA type prospect with the way he defends. If to your point, if he can keep up that type of shooting, he didn't have to keep up that pace, that forcing pace. But if he can get a consistent three-point shot around 40%, this guy's definitely an NBA first-round pick. Really? With the way he does everything, handle the ball, he can play multiple positions, he's athletic. But his defensive ability is really at at top NBA level right now. I talked to one assistant GM for an NBA team, which I won't say, and they said, man, we just love the way he defends, and he can defend multiple spots, and that's a commodity at the NBA level, certainly.
2: Well, Patrick Beverly's made a career out of it. So, he uh, yeah. has. So now what you're saying is Arkansas may have another guy get drafted, huh?
1: No, I think he'll stay. I think Debo stays. His best chance is to keep getting better year over year, which I think he's proven he can do. He puts a lot of time into it, and I think he's established himself more and more. And, no, I think he's an NBA but I think he finishes his career and quote, unquote, a traditional college basketball player that leaves as a senior. He's
0: playing well right now. That's the fact, except for yeah. a few turnovers here and there.
2: Boy, and you, you look at. Oops. Is that still Bart? You he, still there, Bart? We still got Bart, um, yes. yes. Oh, okay. That was somebody else. Randy was talking to somebody else, I guess, on the line there. <laughs> <Anyway>. I was <laughs> about <laughs> Only to, but Bart, I was about it, to I,
0: welcome somebody, and they weren't there. So let's Bart. welcome Shane. Shane, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
1: Yeah, I just got one concern. Uh... I know the Mitchell twins played real good last night, but uh, seemed like Joseph Pinion—he's not putting him in there. I'm scared to death we're going to lose him.
2: Well, I don't know about that. Bart can address it. He knows him better than we do. But yeah, uh, the, I, the point is, anybody that doesn't play these days might transfer out. Sure, I would think Pinion and Ford have played some and like being Razorbacks, you might have a chance to keep them. Am I? Am I off base? Yeah.
1: No, I, I think Joseph, he, he wants to be a Razorback. He, he obviously comes from Orson, so it's extremely close on the way up to Fayetteville. So this is an Arkansas kid, and he knows that he is playing and sitting playing up against on his own team. Some of the best players in the country, these are future NBA prospects, some of them NBA All-Stars, in the future, he is going to get better year over year. This is going to be the most inconsistent Joseph will play. So I think he's looking at the long term. I know he loves, loves the school. He wants to get his education. So I don't anticipate him going anywhere. I think his minutes year over year will drastically increase. And I think he's, I think he's perfectly happy. I think he knows he has certain things he needs to work on. Every player has things they need to work on, but I think he also knows how dynamic he is shooting the basketball and that still is only going to get better. He's still so young, and that's what we forget about the kids because they're so good. He's a baby. He just started. He's a freshman. So give him some time. I think he'll stay. I don't think he's unhappy at all.
0: He's a key for the future, I do believe, because of his shooting ability. No question, Mark. Uh, Bart, as we approach this break, and we're about a minute away, do we have time to delve into our hoop fi? Yeah. Male yeah. player of the week?
1: Yeah. So let's go to Episcopal Collegiate, and let's reward Mr. Helen Robinson, who is putting up an unheard of year. So against Helena, 30 points. 30 points in a re- against a really good Helena defense. They did not play Rosebud on Tuesday, but that was going to be a big game. But last Friday against Lisa North, he had 45 points and 13. Rebound. Helen Robinson, a sophomore point guard. 2024. 20, this kid is incredible. If you get a chance, check him out, watch him. He is the most electrifying player I've seen in a long time. Most of those points do not come from the three point line. He drives, hits, drives, finishes.
0: Bart, how close are we to the um, district tournaments? Or we'll talk about that in a moment. Yep. Now, if you've had a yep. chance to look, security. Back. Bart Reed's player profile and scouting report is brought to you by the Hoop Five Basketball Academy. And Bart, you talked about Mr. Robinson, who is our male performer from Episcopal Collegiate, who might be the Hoop Five female player of the week, performer of the week,
1: I should say. Well let's let's go to Valonia, number five, Bailey Sims. She's a twenty twenty-three. She is a senior. Randy Rick, we always talk about guards. How about let's talk about a post player? Six two. Absolutely dominant. In the last three games, averaging eighteen points and over twelve rebounds a game. As Valonia starting to get back on track after losing two, having two early losses to rival Bentonville. They are back on track because of Bailey Sims' dominant post play, over 18 points and over 12 rebounds in the last three games. Big two, so look for this girl to make big do big things. This one, you make the run for a state championship this year in the five eight.
0: And Bart, I tease with you right before the break. Do you know the dates for when the districts will be will be done for? I guess it would be Class A through 2A, or is it all the way up to 3A districts?
1: Yep. So Now, Randy, I I believe it's all the way up to uh, my 3A, I believe, and I don't know if 3A just has regionals, but it's set for the week of the 21st, February the 21st. Now, with the snow and ice here, I don't know if that pushes us back, but that's the date, the week of, for district tournaments. And then, of course, they'll transition the top four, go to regionals, and then from regionals, they go to state. So, but it's set for that February week of the 21st.
0: So they've got some more games. Let's talk going. with Sa-
1: Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: absolutely, yes. Uh, let's talk to Savage. Savage, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
1: What's going on, fellas? i am all right. What's up, buddy? How are you? i oh, doing good. You know, Bart, you talking about getting to the Final Four, you know, and watching this team. You know, I've, I've watched a lot of basketball, you know, and – you gotta have good to me you gotta have four things. Point guard play, good free throw shooting, lack you gotta cut your turnovers down and you gotta have a little bit of luck. So we got a month to get ready for March. Out of those three things outside the luck part of it, if we get Nick Smith back, you know, something goes our way in the SEC yeah. play, what do you these turnovers, they kill me. You can fix free throw yeah. shooting. What do you want to see out of this team this next month? Well, I really think, listen, Coach Musselman has shown, it's a great question. Coach Musselman has shown that his team get better as the years go along, and that's one thing that a lot of teams can't say. A lot of teams peak early, and they're kind of on their way down. I really, I'm with Randy, I'm with you, the turnovers are killing us, but this team is kind of well-adjusted to turnovers because this has been what they've been doing all season. And I think because they're almost so confident offensively, and they're playing so well defensively they can get away from it. But if you see us cut our turnovers down and get below the 10 number, which when I was talking to Coach Multzman as we were going into some game planning, he stresses turnovers. If they can stay under 10, I think the production goes way up, way up. Because if you get Nick Smith back, then you've got the traditional point guard, as you said, covered. And I 100% agree. Guard play, guard play, guard play, guard play wins in NCAA tournament time. And we need to start rooting for some of these teams. Texas A and M, they're talking about they're the first four out. Creighton's playing better. You know, some of these teams they got to start getting some more. You know, we need some of these better net rankings. And I I hate how the net and all this stuff works, but we we need some of that stuff to start rooting for some of these teams. They need to start getting some better wins and you know helping us out. We don't have a a lot of good wins right now, You guys. have a good one. Yeah, I agree with that. What we want it. What we want to avoid is, like last year, we had to fly across country, and a lot of that plays into, I think, we where we go from New York to California. So that stuff factors into, and that goes to the luck. But you certainly help your luck by being as prepared as you possibly can, and that's taking care and winning the games you're supposed to win.
0: Now's the time to get hot. Um, yes, sir. Mark, let's transition, if we can, to the D2, Division Two, which we think of the Great American Conference with Henderson, Harding, Washita, UA Monticello, I don't want to leave anybody up, Southern Arkansas, Um, Arkansas Tech. How about our D2 Male and Female Performers of the Week?
2: Tough question. Well, I okay. guess Bart didn't. Uh, well. Bart didn't want to do that.
0: Silence huh? was golden there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll get to this one then, real quick. I was trying to figure out where to put this. Insert this anyway. Uh, Renee says from our Asher Record Service Company Life in Feedback. Randy, while you had a lot to cover before yesterday's game, I'm very disappointed that the Asher Record Service Life in Feedback was thrown on the back burner yesterday, with the exception of two. I guess you have a. Hip name like Hoggy Style or Piggy Smalls for you to read it, sir. Many are wondering why most of the shows don't even use it anymore. And no, sir, reading this one doesn't count. Oh, well, I thought this show was different, but it seems that more time is spent on talking about gambling more than anything else. And good day, sir.
2: Okay. Well, I think. Thank you, Renee. You got about 60 to 90 seconds on gambling, or however long that ad goes. And. I don't know that we talk a lot more about that. Hopefully not.
0: And we have Bart back. Bart, we lost you.
1: Sorry, guys. Silence is weather. not
0: golden in radio. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. D two, any thoughts about division two basketball real quick?
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. So So, Randy, I I love the Division II aspect, so I was going to talk about Graham Chenal from uh, Henderson, the Henderson State Reddy. And this is a box kid. He's a 6'2", senior guard. This is a kid that's got all-around game, can really shoot it from the inside, can penetrate, can pass, drive and kick, plays defense extremely well. Randy, I think what we're seeing at the Division II level, as I had a chance to watch two games this year, the level of play that's coming down there because of the transfer portal, this is high-level play. Some of the guards are 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", which we're traditionally seeing at the Division one level. So the quality of play is really high. So when you see players like we have that Zach Kennington that signed with Arkansas Tech, Graham Chennault, is a local kid, that's at Henderson. These guys putting up numbers at the Division two level, let's don't understate that because the quality of play is really, really great as we transition to our in-state Great American Conference
0: D 2 team. Well, I'll close this on this note, and uh, this is concerning high school basketball. In fact, it's about junior varsity basketball. Um, As the story goes, it's an important step between middle school and varsity meant for skill development and identifying future talent. It's certainly not meant for a 22-year-old assistant coach, Arlicia Boykins of Churchland High School in Portsmouth, Virginia. She had a player missing, so she suited up and played in her spot. Bart, you haven't done that yet for the Sheridan Yellow Jackets, have you? No, and I
1: can't even fathom that, up rick i'm a huge fan of jv i think that's something that um the schools do that and it really really does help the kids especially but i my impression is they don't even let some seniors play in that so i couldn't imagine a coach uh signing up for that that's, or jumping in on that that's crazy.
0: needless to say she's no longer coaching the jv at that respective <laughs> yeah, I, school all right, Bart. We'll
1: talk with you on Friday. That's Bart Reed. Pure sweat, basketball skills. Thanks to Hoof Five.